Hello, my beautiful community. I'm so excited to let you know my brand new recipe book, Hustler's Guide to Healthy, is now available. Yay! This feels so surreal to be telling you. Um, It is 32 healthy recipes, all designed to nourish your body. I've actually been creating these recipes for the last six years, and we've been enjoying them as a family for our weekly meals. And now I'm so excited to be able to share them with you. I really wanted to take the hustle out of healthy cooking and give you fuss-free, easy and delicious recipes designed to nourish yours and your family's bodies. All of my recipes, of course, use whole real ingredients that will help you thrive. They're also mostly fuss-free and most importantly, I've made them good for the soul. So not only are they tasty and delicious, but they're super good for you. From breakfast right through to dessert, each recipe is packed with goodness and is proudly family friendly. I have a very exclusive offer only available to you, my wonderful podcast community. I'm actually going to give you 25% off. Yes, that's right. I'm giving you 25% off my new recipe book, which makes the book less than $22.50. That is like a total bargain. But you truly are the reason why I keep showing up and I keep wanting to inspire more healthy lives. So this is my way of saying thank you to you. Also, if you purchase now, you'll receive five free recipes, which will be sent via email on downloadable recipe cards. So the book has been printed locally and it uses eco-friendly paper and carbon neutral inks to support local and also our beautiful environment. My hope is that these easy, healthy and wholesome recipes help nourish your body and make you feel like an absolute boss in the kitchen. You can purchase your copy now by either visiting my website, which is just healthyhustlers.com, or I've provided a link in the show notes. So you can literally just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you direct to my website. Then please use the code HUSTLER25. I've written it in the show notes under the link, so you'll be able to see it if you forget, but use the code HUSTLER25 to redeem your 25% off the book, which makes it less than $22.50. I hope that you absolutely love this. I'm so excited to get in the kitchen with you and help you make some healthy and delicious food. Hello and welcome to my Mamahood Chats. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa, creator and host of the Healthy Hustlers podcast and mum to my beautiful baby girl, Georgia Florence. Motherhood, as beautiful and magical as it is, is also overwhelming, exhausting, and a massive guessing game. One thing I know for sure is having a supportive community of like-minded mamas you can lean on is one of the greatest gifts on this journey. And I want you to know that this is your network, this is your community, this is your mama gang. Mamahood is a series of empowering and nourishing chats designed to give you the confidence to trust your own maternal instincts, listen to your inner knowing, and truly believe you have all the answers you need within. During these chats, I'm joined by nurturing, conscious, and influential mamas, where through their lens, we share thoughts, learnings, and insights into motherhood with the aim of showing you that there is no right or wrong, there is no rule book, there is no one way. Everyone's journey is unique, and that is what makes it so damn special. It's time to do motherhood on your terms. Together, let's harness our own unique mamahood superpowers, lift each other up, and rewrite the rule books. Mamas, if you've been searching for the ultimate happiness cheerleader in your life, then let me introduce you to the divine Courtney McCarty. Mother of two, businesswoman, spiritual seeker, and lover of all things food and fitness, Courtney's mission is to help women live a more conscious and fulfilling life. An incredible mother and role model, Courtney helps women make positive steps and conscious changes in order to live a more balanced and meaningful life. With her light-hearted and open nature, she preaches self-love and guides women throughout their personal and spiritual journeys in life. I was so excited to go behind the scenes of Courtney's life behind the gram, reels, and delicious food. Courtney openly and honestly shares how motherhood has shaped her, the self-care practices that allow her to be her best, and how she continues to live a healthy hustle while raising her two beautiful babes. This chat is raw and real, and I loved every single minute of it, and I know you will too. Here's Courtney. 
pure harvest range of nutty oat milks are now available at Woolworths Australia wide. Available in three dairy-free flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Macadamia Dream, you'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. With no added sugars, preservatives or flavours, Pure Harvest range of non-milks use whole organic ingredients that make beverages that taste great and most importantly make you feel good. Now available at your local Woolworths and leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia wide. Hello lovely Courtney and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? Hello, thank you so much for having me. I am pretty good and just really excited to be here to have a chat with you today. Oh, I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, as we were saying before, we hit record. I've been following you for so many years and I really value your, you know, especially your content around motherhood and how real and honest you are. I think, you know, it can be quite overwhelming becoming a new mum and thinking that you're going into this perfect world when really in reality we know that uh, there's a lot of ups and downs <laughs> in motherhood. Oh, yes. So I'm really excited to chat to you today about that. Yeah, oh, I say to myself all the time, ain't no hood like it. so true so true no really excited to talk about yeah all things motherhood and um and business and how they all kind of go together yeah so I guess I do try to start most chats in the same way and that is to find out a self-care practice or maybe a morning ritual that you are really prioritizing right now that is helping you Oh gosh, I'm a bit of a ritual routine fiend. I just love a good routine. Um, over the last 12 months as well, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting, self-development, um, you know, internally. So I think my my go-to at the moment that gives me the biggest bang for my buck would be journaling would be number one. Every day I carve out at least, you know, some if it's only five minutes, um, I just feel like journaling has given me a new way to find a bit more perspective, a bit more calm, a bit more presence um, in my day. As you know, with little ones, it's just can be if you wake up and it's just go time and you haven't given yourself that little bit of space just to kind of set the mood, set your intention for the day. I just um, have found it a really powerful tool and a powerful ritual or routine to really, yeah, set the day off right and to just get some insight into myself you know when you're a mum you just kind of lose sight of that a bit so yeah that has been definitely one of the most powerful tools I've implemented to date. It is it's so powerful isn't it and I think you're so right of like you can lose touch quite quickly when the chaos of you know the morning almost takes control of you so having that moment to really tap in is so beneficial. How does your journaling practice look like do you free ride or do you kind of start with a question to yourself or yeah, it's been a bit of a journey kind of trying to figure out what works for me. I actually shared an IGTV on my um, feed today, just kind of sharing how I do it at the moment. But for the last 12 months, I always start with gratitude. So I will start with, you know, three to five things that I'm grateful for. And I felt just that practice in itself has taken me to a place where throughout my day, if I'm met with something, a little bit of, you know, negativity, or I, I'm like, oh, you know, the kids are sick and her, I'm in this you know, woe is me vibe, I, I can quickly kind of shift my mindset now to to be grateful for this bottle of clean water next to me that I get to drink, you know, and keep myself hydrated. And okay, the kids are sick, but thankfully, you know, I've got great care for them to look after them. I can take them to the doctor. I've got all that accessible. I've got the flexibility to work from home to care for my children. So I'm really, gratitude is, is one big thing um, I do each day with my journaling. The second thing, which for years, I looked at people that did cards and oracle cards, and I'm like, it's just not my jam. I just don't get it. Like, that's just weird. <laughs> now, I'm like, I just, yeah, I just have felt this huge shift in the last few years to really, like, put all that trust and that, you know, love and everything out to the universe and just, you know, trusting that what is for me won't go past me kind of thing. So, yeah, I use the oracle cards and angel cards to you know, ask questions to each day or to just get a little bit of guidance. You know, it might be a simple question like, you know, what is it that I need to take note of today? What is it that I need to look for in my day today? And, it, and you know, quite often we'll pull a couple of cards and that will just start a bit of a flow on effect of things to think about. Um, it'll provide me with prompts or insights. And, um, yeah, sometimes it'll be, you know, a few lines. Other days it'll be a few pages. But um, I found that a really beneficial an easy way to kind of open my mind up when I have my journaling sessions each day. 
I actually use the Oracle cards and I think it's become even more powerful for me since becoming a mum because that chaos of the morning or, you know, like you said, if the kids are sick or there's something going on that's outside of your control, I feel that like that almost like anchors this little bit of faith and connection back for you of having that Oracle card. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a really beautiful practice to have, I think, to just to reinforce that there is something greater than you working with you and alongside you. Just and the confirmation it brings sometimes too. Yes. A few weeks ago, I kind of said to myself, "Okay, I'm I'm going to create space for myself." In July is going to be a bit more about me, and ever since then, I keep pulling cards like um, you know, grounding and ease and grace and self compassion, and it's all this stuff around reminding me, like remind Courtney, this is what you are doing this month, and I'm like, okay, today reset again, get those pockets of time to give back to you. This is why you are doing this, you know, so. Whereas if I didn't have that practice, I'd just I'd be straight back on the the merry-go-round of work, 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 busy, busy, define myself by my to-do list. And, you know, before you know it, it's Christmas and another year's gone. And so it's just a beautiful way to connect and allow yourself to slow down. Oh my goodness, seriously. I was like had goosebumps when you're talking then because I just like <laughs> felt so connected to what you're saying because it it is it's so true. And I really resonate with that because I had a lot a really slow start to the year after last year and the lockdown here in Victoria and stuff. And it was funny, I kept pulling the quiet time card and rest. And it was, it is, it's so nice, especially in such a busy world. And I guess being online and you're constantly reminded of what other people are doing and achieving. It's so beautiful to have those reminders that you're doing exactly what you need to do and to serve yourself first. So Yeah, I love that you're having that same experience. That's so nice. Yeah, it's a it's a really beautiful practice. Thank you for sharing that. That's all right. Yeah, with online, it's it's so easy to get caught up in the doing and the comparing and and all of that. It's um, I think it's one of the biggest things when I became a mum of two, which we'll probably go into more. But it was hard to know that I needed that and I was worth that yeah. quiet time. And it was almost really uncomfortable to have it. I'd be sitting there in silence going, oh, like, <laughs> what do I do now? Whereas now I'm like, I crave that. I crave that, um, that quiet and that time just to be alone with my thoughts. Just And I get excited by what comes up, you know, even though sometimes it can be uncomfortable. It's like, oh, this is, this is an opportunity to learn and to grow and to yeah, just like lean into it. So um, definitely takes practice, but it's something that I yeah encourage mums to do because, yeah, we kind of um, tend to blur the lines of how much we can give to others and how much we give to ourselves and we can kind of lose, lose sight of who we are and what's important to us. Yes, that is so true. And I'm, I'm really glad that you went into that in a lot of detail because I know there is a lot of mums who listen to this that have that intention to want to do those things, but it's like, how do you start? Where do you start? Because it is, you know, if you haven't done it at the start, it is a little bit scary or overwhelming to sit there in silence with your thoughts or to even not feel guilty for for prioritising yourself. But I think the more that you do it and the more you realise how much it gives to you and you can give to others, it's just it's so important to serve yourself is almost like connect, especially from since being a mum. I love almost like linking my practices with something so that they don't just, the day doesn't just go about. Like when I wake up, I link it or my cue straight away is to set an intention or t- take some deep breaths and set an intention. But then like as soon as my daughter goes down for a nap or I start my work day, that's almost my cue to do my meditation and my journaling. So it's almost like if you place them in the same time every day or have that cue, you almost don't forget about them either. Like, And you, I find I feel less guilty as well because I'm like, yeah. no, this is part of my day and I know this that's- is making me... <laughs> Be a better mum and a better wife. <laughs> I guess it's it's almost like habit stacking in a way or I've been yeah. reading about like micro steps because we went through a bit of a stage with both our kids where I reckon it was like two, three months where getting a meditation or me being able to journal, like I, I was doing it at night, it was like, all right, 7.30, everyone's asleep, I've got an hour of me time and it, and it, even now our bedtimes are drawn out till 8.30 and mm-hmm. I had all this anger and resentment like that's my time and, <laughs> you know, I really got really quite angry about Definitely. it. I had to pull myself back and go, okay, this it is what it is. How mm-hmm. else can we make it work? So I spoke to my husband, I communicated how I felt. We now try and alternate so one of us gets space, the other one, you know, can put the kids down. And on the nights when I am putting my son down and I have to sit there until he falls asleep, I can journal on the floor. I can do a guided meditation instead of a meditation in silence because he's got his white noise machine on. So there's always ways. It's just kind of sometimes taking a step back and 
not being so hard on yourself or you know sitting in why it's upsetting you but then how are we going to move forward from it don't let it like you know completely sabotage what you want to do for yourself yes but it, um that resentment piece I feel is a big piece you know especially yes. in those early you know with younger children in those earlier days I definitely felt a lot of that kind of resentment how do you deal with that now if we want to go way back for me resentment I had Elle it was a really um hard pregnancy and then I had her and she was a screamer she screamed for the first kind of four months and I was broken open in that first 12 months, but I had so much resentment. I had so much anger. And it wasn't until I started working with psychologists and um, counsellors and spiritual healers, I I went real deep on all of it um, towards the end of 2019. December was when I started. But from that, I I learned so much about me. It wasn't so much I'm angry and resentful towards my husband for, you know, coming home late from work or for my child for screaming at me. It was, there was heaps more below the surface. So Mm. I have definitely found that um, anger and resentment has its place. And it's a big emotion that as mothers, we feel those things, but they're, they're big emotions that from children, even, and as girls, we're taught not to feel, we're taught not to talk about, we're taught not to show. So, you know, as we become mothers and we're in the pressure cooker, these feelings are going to come up, but we actually don't have the tools and we haven't been taught how to emotionally regulate or deal with those feelings. Instead, we push them down and we push them down and we push them down and they often come out in other ways and that's us screaming at our kids or throwing things. I mean, this is all I do. I still do these things on occasion, but, you know, it's not until we have the time and the perspective to stop, look at it for what it is, show ourselves self-compassion and go okay you you stuffed up it's okay but for me it it really took the work of going underneath those and trying to find out like what what's the root cause and the primary emotions I suppose that were attached to those and for me that was sadness which if you know me I'm not I'm not a crier I'm like I don't cry I'm the I'm the tough nut and having (laughs) kids has completely broken me down (laughs) and now my anger and resentment has been blown into a million pieces and underneath was all this unresolved sadness which I've been working through the last 12 months um, from childhood and all this kind of stuff, but it's definitely given me this lightness and this ability now to, sure, still have those feelings of anger and resentment and whatnot, but I have the tools to deal with them. I don't, um, I don't judge them. They are what they are. I definitely don't bury them, like, because I want to show my kids, my daughter, my son, anger is a normal emotion. Like, everyone has anger. It is okay to show that. Obviously, it's just how you do it. For men, we kind of expect them to do it by beating their chest and getting angry and yelling. And girls, we you know we expect them to suppress that and to and to hold it in. That's kind of how we have all been raised. But it's showing them that you know we can regulate these emotions. We can go and give our pillow a bit of a punch and have a <laughs> bit of a scream. But let's like talk about it. You know, just yeah. talking things out and getting to the the core of stuff. That's that's just my, that's just what I love to do now. I, I, every night I'll say to my husband in bed, I'm like, Del, can we have a chat? And he'll go, oh God, really? <laughs> it's eight o'clock at night. You want to talk about your feelings? I'm just, I can't, I used to be someone that held it in. And probably five years ago when I turned 30, that's when things start. I started to become a bit more connected to myself. You know, it's, it's yeah. like I, I'd blocked it off for so long and then all of a sudden I was like, what is this inside me, which I now know is my intuition. I was so disconnected from it, whereas now I'm really connected, I'm in tune and nothing goes past me now. Everything comes out, everything's spoken about, which can be very, um, very scary and confronting at times, but the more you do it, the better you get at it and, yeah, you get comfortable sitting in the discomfort and talking about the, the uncomfortable stuff, so... Um, so practice true. again practice 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 yeah it's so so true I seriously just loved what you're saying then and isn't it interesting I've been reading a lot lately about how our children really are our teachers and a yes. lot of you know exactly what you're saying but a lot of what we are feeling those emotions are actually things that we need to heal within ourselves and that's why our children have been sent to us is to yes. is to heal that <laughs> and I I think the more that we, well, I know the more I've leaned into that and focused on that is being so much more powerful rather than the, you know, it's not fair on me. Why do, you know, why does this all land with me? And, you know, because it's like, 
and you know like I love being a mum but there's also a lot of aspects of it that I can now say that I don't necessarily enjoy you know I also love working and being me and and so it's learning to be comfortable with those things and realizing okay well what's triggering me what do I need to you know heal or resolve in myself to move forward and to to be that better mum um so I love that you also explored you know psychologists and spiritual healers and really went deep in all of that because I think it's so important and it's it's amazing that you you went and did all of that as well instead of just kind of going deeper into the 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 whole of the resentment and the anger I remember it was like this turning point and you know my good friend Rev I I'm forever grateful for um, our friendship but I just remember her kind of being like, you know, you've got to, you've got to talk to someone. And I, I was just on the fence. I don't know. I think I was just, I was in that that victim mentality of, oh no, it's just what it is, and I'll just get through it. And you know, it's just Groundhog Day. But this is just what it's like. You know, I just, yeah. I didn't think there was another choice or another way. And I think in my first session, like a whole lot of stuff became clear. And even sessions I have now, I've got a beautiful. Um, she calls herself a spiritual counselor, but she's like an empowerment coach. And um, she specialises in forgiveness, which is um, something I've been working through with a few different people in my life. But um, I can quite often sit there in a session and she'll gently guide me and I'll come full circle and I have these huge, huge light bulb moments. And like you were saying, our children are a reflection of ourselves. They are. They are a mirror. And I feel like that for me is um, more powerful than ever now having a very feisty, a very screamy daughter because I think... Every t- yeah, sometimes I'll see her in these, you know, these states of um, screaming and crying and it's almost like it's. I'm like, I'd say forever she triggers me, she triggers me as if I was blaming her for my feelings but what she was triggering in me was something, yeah, I had to heal like you said and when you do that you, you meet them with so much more um, love and compassion and understanding because it's not an attack on you. And that's the thing I feel like sometimes, like you said, we're like, why me? Why are they doing this to me? When really it's not, that's not, their stuff isn't about you. You need to deal with your stuff. Yeah, exactly. yep. <laughs> and, and, and at the same time support them. And I feel like that's one of the hardest things um, as a mother and going through your own journey is, you know, you're trying to break down, you know, all your beliefs and your patterns and all these big systems that have been built into you for 30 plus years or whatever. And then you're trying to reparent yourself. At the Mm -hmm. same time, you're trying to parent this human that you love beyond, you know, no measure. And it's like, you're questioning yourself all the time. And it's not like you get a chance to kind of learn this stuff download it practice it. it's like you're learning this and you're you're <laughs> practicing it in real time like <laughs> you know it's like oh, oh. Every day. <laughs> I know it's so full-on and it's so intense but I can definitely say that comparing L's two and a half so even from two years ago a year ago to today like I just feel so much lighter and I mean I think that just comes with time as well you know you you're learning on the job we we become Mm -hmm. mothers there is no instruction manual there is no how-to you literally are thrown into it you have an expectation of what you think it is going to be like and it is nothing like that you know you are so individual your child is your circumstances there's so many variables that you have no control over and I think once you can learn to let go of the control surrender accept what is rather than having this ideal outcome for everything which is what I was so attached to I just I would you know I'm learning a lot about um uh like labels we put labels on everything we label something as good we label something as bad and it's like why can't it just be what it is because as soon as you label it as good or as soon as you label it as bad it it has all those negative um, emotions and feelings and that all you know creates energy like energetically we're, we're trapping energy in our body so I'm really kind of trying to switch my mindset on um, some of those things so that when I am having a day when, you know, we're going through the terrible twos at the moment and I'm hyperventilating in the corner <laughs> of the house, that I can kind of, okay, this this is, I'm not going to label this as a bad day. This is just a day that is challenging, but yes. we can do this. You know, we can do hard things. We can do this together. So it's really just, yeah, a massive mind mindset shift and um, having having the tools that you can go to, journaling, meditation, breathing, exercising, nourishing your body with food, you know, all that all that kind of stuff because you can't pour from an empty cup, you know. So <laughs> true, isn't it? And um, 
I love that you touched on expectations because I was literally just thinking about that yesterday. I was at the park with my daughter and like I was just thinking of all the things that I well, it started because she was wearing a full pink outfit and I used to always say, oh, if I have a girl, she'll never wear pink. And then I'm like feeling <laughs> yes. in my head to myself thinking, oh, she looks so damn cute in pink. And like, here yeah. I am saying she'd never wear pink. And I'm like, it just triggered, like it reminded me that I'm like, we say so many things before we become a parent and we do, we naturally build this expectation of how we will be and how we'll react and, you know, to situations. And it's so funny because I'm just nothing really like what I thought I was going to be. Yeah. And But with that comes a lot of learning. You know, it's discovering who you are, the type of mother you are, you know, and a lot of the time we're surrounded by other people who are our friends and have been friends for years or whatever it is and they're mothering and they might be mothering different and so it's this whole new learning and discovering of yourself and your child while also healing parts of you and, yeah, it's this crazy journey that like no one could ever prepare you for. So, And I think this is why I love these chats so much. And when I had Georgia, why I wanted to do them, because I was like, yeah, I just, it's this whole new world that I guess we're told so much about pregnancy and birth. But I think sometimes that postpartum journey and that just, you know, discovery of motherhood is is forgotten a little bit. I know it's definitely there's a lot more happening now, but I remember feeling quite isolated and a bit lonely in that when I first had Georgia. So yeah, I love these chats. Yeah, and I love um- that we just Went so deep into it right from the get go. I didn't even have to. (laughs) They're my favourite. They're literally my favourite. Definitely Um, always uh, hit me up for a deep chat. But um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I think uh, it's we live in a different world, right? So it's funny because on my platform, obviously, I've got fifty five thousand women, and I get the odd, you know, more mature lady who's obviously got you know kids say my age, giving me her two cents on parenting advice or whatever, and. Some come to me with constructive feedback, others very judgy. And then I have others saying to me, thank you so much for sharing what you do. I've got an insight now into how my daughter or my daughter-in-law or my stepdaughter is, how she sees the world now as raising young children with, you know, this, we're in a, living in a fast-paced digital world where we're more connected than we ever have been before, but we're also so disconnected. I've even found that in my own um you know, journey sharing online. I feel like a few years ago, I shared. I was I was an uh, hectic overshare, and I shared everything, and that was because I was always looking for external validation. I, I didn't trust myself enough to kind of go, okay, well, this is happening. Um, I'm going to make this decision. I I put a lot online. To, it was good because I, it built connection, but it also made me even more isolated because you know people I knew were like, oh, this is what she's doing online. I didn't know what they were doing, but people wouldn't actually contact me directly because they'd go, oh, I saw her stories today. And, you know, so I almost dug myself into this little hole in this little cave where I could almost appear to be okay online and share things, even though I shared the good and the bad, but I was super duper lonely. And, you know, I still had friends and that it hit me up, but I almost got to a point where I was, I suffered from like a bit of, you know, um, like social anxiety. I didn't want to go yeah. out. I'd be, I'd be mm-hmm. stressed that, you know, Elle would be screaming out in public. So especially second time round, I had a lot of, I really struggled um, to get out. I was really lonely, really isolated um, mentally, not really in a very good space at all. Whereas with Max, it was totally different. I, I still had a lot of social involvement outside of the home because I was triathlon coaching. So absolutely, I feel like we as mothers ourselves, when we see our friends or family members, you know, entering motherhood, I feel like knowing what you know, it is so important to to be that support person if you can, yeah. or just a just a text or, hey, I'm going to drop you over some lunch, or I'm going to drop you a coffee, you know, reach out because so often, especially in the early days, I feel like a lot of women tend to keep to themselves and it's Definitely. not necessarily the best thing for us. Could you tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit about your family, you and your family and what makes you up? Yeah, okay, family. So it's uh, my husband and I, Paul, we are high school sweethearts. Oh, I love yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so beautiful. So it is, it's crazy, right? So this year we, uh, we started dating in 2002. So we've been together for, is that 21 years? No, no, sorry, 2000, grade 10. I was... 14, he was 15, and this oh year I'm turning goodness, 36. Oh, my I love that so much. Yeah, that is awesome. I know. It is crazy. So we have had our ups and downs, but we're definitely growing together always. Um, parenthood threw a lot at us, and we've definitely never floated apart throughout our parenthood journey, but there's definitely been periods of, like, you know, just stagnant 
<laughs> just yes. got to get through this. Um, but stronger than ever, he's amazing. Uh, we live on the Gold Coast. We have lived here our whole lives. My hubby is from New Zealand, but he moved over when he was four. We did a stint in London. We lived in London for three years in our early 20s, which was like the best. Did a lot of travelling and then got married seven years ago and had our firstborn five years ago, almost five years ago. That's Max. He's just like my kind-hearted, sweet just the most darling, kind, caring boy. And then two and a half years ago, we were blessed with a little girl, Elle, who is a firecracker, <laughs> just like I look at her and, you know, they say that whole like um, as little girls, you know, that's when we're like most vibrant and we, we speak our minds and we let it all out and just like slowly but surely society starts to dull that sparkle mm-hmm. and dull that, you know, push us back into our box. So I'm always like, okay, she is such big energy and she, like I'm a quiet person, she's a lot. She's a lot for me but I need to, like I want to embrace that and I want to yeah. keep that fire and that spark because that mm-hmm. that's going to take her places. Like I'm a little bit nervous for her future like partners and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I and, love um, an independent woman. That yeah. is so good. Yeah, and as much as she definitely has broken me on more than one occasion. Every time that happens, I'm grateful for for the growth that she yeah. um, she inspires and um, pushes me to make. So yeah, that's our that's little amazing. family of four on the Goldie. We'll be right back after this healthy break. I'm very excited to let you know that my favourite nutty oat milks from Pure Harvest Nom Range are now available at Woolworths Australia wide. I stopped using ordinary milks many years ago and started using delicious nut milks for my coffee, smoothies and soups. Since day one, I've chosen Pure Harvest as their non-dairy milks are free from preservatives and sugars, only containing the best and cleanest ingredients. Pure Harvest's new range of nutty oat milks come in three dairy-free flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Macadamia Dream. You'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. With no added sugars, preservatives or flavours, Pure Harvest Nom Range use whole organic ingredients to make beverages that taste great and most importantly, make you feel good. Now available at your local Woolworths store and leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. I like that you touched on, you know, continuing to foster that in her because it's so true and what you say about we're, we're squashed in these things and Georgia is, so she's 21 months now, so two in September and, you know, she's just so fiercely independent and she can be what you, I guess, we would call bossy yeah. and she's literally a mirror of what I was as a little yeah. girl and <laughs> I remember being called bossy constantly and always being called loud. And it's funny because I now obviously working a lot of myself and doing a lot of, you know, personal development and like you said earlier, coming into your 30s, I think when I turned 30, it was such a big awakening for me that I am who I am and I'm, you know, to be happy with that. And it's funny how often I'll still go to say to Georgia, oh, you're so bossy. And I'll really catch myself and think, no, Maddie, because that was so squashed in you as a kid and going through school being told I was bossy and loud. And I'm like, they're actually some of my biggest strengths or attributes now that I love about myself. And I owe a lot of, you know, what I've been able to achieve to being that way. And so it's interesting now trying to learn how to continue to foster that instead of squashing that. Um, What are kind of some of your, I guess, tactics or tools that you turn to to really continue to nurture that in Al? Well, I was going to say too, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I've got this quiet, calm, kind boy and first time around parenting him, I'd compare him to these big, loud, boisterous boys, which it's almost like Elle's got the, you know, the societally praised traits of a male and then Max has got the, the, you know, but really it's like it's it doesn't matter feminine masculine energy whatever you want to call it I want to yeah, encourage both of them to stay as they are because I know Definitely. Max being an empath and and all the rest of it that will take him in different places to what Elle will be with you know a stronger yes. um, more determined kind of persona I suppose but when it comes down to like parenting style and all that kind of thing I a year ago I would have been like I'm free range I'm just surviving whereas now, <laughs> 
now I'm definitely more like I, I would say I'm like conscious parenting. You know, I'm, I'm yes. conscious parenting myself. Um, if I'm reading books, that's kind of like where I'm at. But it's trying to catch yourself on how you say things. So even like when we're talking about good and bad, for a while I'd noticed my hubby would say, good boy, good boy, good girl, good girl. And then I'm like I did some reading and I said, look, I'm not attacking you know, what you're doing because to, to us, yeah, that's good, that's good, great. But yeah. let's think about, let's make give them a compliment and compliment what they're actually doing as opposed to it being just good because in their mind as they grow up, if it's not good, what is it? It's going to be bad. So let's say that painting, wow, that you have got, you know, you've got so many amazing talents. Um, do you want to try and draw me, you know, this rather than just going good drawing or, you know, it's really trying to like empower them with more words. And as much as they may not be able to understand them now, I feel like all those things, it's going to just give them more belief in themselves and more empowerment and all these really positive words that they can think about themselves as opposed to, I'm just a good girl. I just want to be a good girl and sit in my box and be a good girl and not do anything wrong. I just, yeah, I think the more you learn about the power of language and how we say things, it takes practice to stop yourself before you say, like hubby and I are looking at each other all the time. I'll say something and I'll be like, oh, and I'll, I'll just rephrase it straight away. I'm like, this is just practice to try and just empower the kids to, I don't know, yeah, I, I haven't quite found so the words true. to describe it, but um it's, no, it I takes, love it's, that. I yeah. love what you said. I think it takes effort. This parenting thing is a lot of effort. <laughs> and it really is practice as well because unlearning almost the way that our, you know, like our parents came from a generation where, you know, they didn't have books and the internet and anything. So it was just like a mirror copy of how they'd almost been raised. And so whether now I feel like I always say to my husband, like we have such a huge responsibility because of the amount of research and knowledge and books and podcasts and everything that is available to us. Like there is a reason why that is available. And I believe it's because, you know, we've been put in this beautiful opportunity to raise a really conscious and emotionally happy generation. And so- I take a huge amount of responsibility in that, that I've been given a daughter at, at this time. And yeah, like you, I just, I love learning and, and, and finding new ways, but it doesn't mean I don't definitely don't get it always right. And like I say, uh-huh. sometimes I, so many times I'll turn and just want to say, Oh, George, you're so bossy. And then I'm like, no, she's like, that's beautiful that you can, you know, I love that. And I'm like, let's instead celebrate that you um, can demand us <laughs> to do yes. what, and we do it, you know, it's yes. so oh, powerful and, and beautiful. You can try and you can try until the cows come home, but yeah. some days you just have to throw your hands up in the air, throw them a peanut butter sandwich and just go, <laughs> yeah. I tap out. Like I will try again tomorrow you know and it's like I say it all the time like progress over perfection I'm not here to be a perfect parent or anything because that it's just unachievable and I would I'm not I'm not pushing that on my kids either like we make mistakes and even what something happened in the bath last night with um oh Elle was playing with these Lego blocks and you had to like match them up to make an animal and Max kept going like that's wrong that's wrong and I had to keep saying to him it's okay. Like it's okay to make mistakes. This is how this is how you learn how to put it together. This is how L learns. You know, it's I could have just been like, don't say that, or you know, mm. it's like let's break this down and like show and explain to him why. Like why is it important to make mistakes? Because I make mistakes, buddy, all the time. That's how mummy learns. I'm learning how to be your mummy. Um, yes. And I make mistakes every day. And you know, I try to apologize when I do make mistakes, but that's because I'm learning. And we're always learning. So I feel like that's just, it just, it gives you the confidence then to also to keep trying and to keep taking chances rather than freezing and go, I'm just going to keep doing what I know because I'm scared to make a mistake. You don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to instill fear for trying something new. You want to like embrace that and be like, mistakes are cool. Like let's, we can fix it. It's fine. And kind of just, yeah, it's just building that confidence. And this is something I'm just learning myself. Yeah, I, no, I think that is honestly such incredible advice. And, you know, this is all so new to me as well. But I, I've definitely found, I actually, a few mums online, actually, I remember when Georgia was first starting to do tantrums and it was at like 12 months and I never expected it that early. <laughs> and I remember putting a call out on Instagram, like being like, hey, mums, like, help me out. Like, what's going on? How do yeah. I kind of manage this? And, I remember one lady actually messaged me just saying like, oh, you know, 
really ex- explain to her, you know, why you're doing things or, you know, I know she probably won't understand it right now, but it's really good practice for you. And I also read it in a book as well. I think it was in The Conscious Parent um, that she really spoke about, like, don't just say no, you know, explain almost why you're saying why you're getting that no. Yes. And I, it's so funny. Like I actually find that so powerful and like people might think it's crazy, but I swear that even Georgia understands it now. And it's just such a more beautiful approach rather yeah. than just the like, no, you can't well, do this. Or yeah, you know, that just smack bang telling them almost off. Yeah. And it's, it's stripping them of their power or any choice or anything. It's just like, no, you just, and it's funny. Sometimes I think, you know, we do, my hubby and I will fall back into that whole like, no, when we go back to the parenting, the way we were raised. And I have to stop myself and, and kind of say to him and myself, I'm like, we wouldn't speak to anyone like this. I know they're children, but it's being disrespectful. If you were to speak to your mother, your father, someone in your workplace, the way you speak to a two or three or four-year-old, like it is, it's taking away their power. It's taking away their opportunity and everything on the, just pushing them again into the box. So it's like, no, like you, she'll, you know, Elle, for example, she'll, she is determined as all hell. So she, you know, if she's chucking a tantrum. She's going to see it to the end. Yeah, do it <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to stop me to say, no, like you can't watch Wiggles at the moment because we need to get ready for school. And it's like, just stand your ground, wait for her to kind of, you know, ride it out. And then onwards and upwards, she, she moves on quite quickly. But yeah, it's definitely a process of talking it out. And I can say that like with Max now being four and a half, like his, level of understanding and appreciation for us explaining that and the empathy shows us and his sister like I'm like okay this is actually working now like I Mm. can see it I'm getting the rewards like it hasn't fallen on deaf ears you know his kindness and all that will show up for Elle when she's having a little tantrum like sometimes they'll say it's okay Elle like just you know take a big deep breath and I'm like oh Oh, that is so beautiful (laughs) I love that putting his little hand on her you know trying to support her through it so um yeah I mean you can definitely you know cruise through parenting and I mean it's hard whether you do this work it's hard whether you don't but yeah so it's really beautiful to see you know him being able to use the things that we've been saying to him over the last few years being only four and a half now um, makes you feel like you know you're doing something right but it's also it also gives me faith knowing that L being only two and a half I've just got to keep you know yeah keep doing the same thing and I know that you know come three I think she will start to hopefully regulate her emotions a bit more and it's just a matter of writing it out in the short term and and knowing it's not about you it's about them and their world just getting so much bigger you know it's a big big scary place and they're learning yeah, and definitely. processing so much um, and that's just this is just the starting point and it's mm. another another thing that, you know, people like to chime in on Instagram and say, oh, just wait till they're teenagers and I just oh. think, okay, can we just for a moment stop and let's just, you know, let's just say that what I'm going through right now is valid. This is hard. Like do you remember this being hard? Yes, I know it's probably going to get harder. Bigger kids have bigger problems but let me sit in this let me share this and let me support her and let me share my experience to try and help some others. I don't need, you know, and I feel like that goes for online. It goes in our friendship circles with our family. People just need to think before they speak sometimes. <laughs> Definitely. That is so, that is so, so true. With your parenting philosophy, how do you approach sleep? Do you have, I guess, a bit of a, a style? Do you follow routines or schedules or what's your philosophy when it does come to sleep? When I was pregnant with Max, I had a triathlon club. So I was like, okay, when this baby comes along, he's got to sleep. Like this has to work out. Otherwise I won't be able to work because I need to be up at 4.30 to um, coach my my squad. And um, thankfully he was a really good sleeper. But before I had him, I went, I was like, you know, full nerding out on learning about (laughs) sleep. And I did a newborn sleep workshop. I spent like a whole day on a weekend learning about it and it was actually really great. And I'm like this with anything. If I want to know something, I'm going to go out and I'm going to learn about it. So just having the basics, you know, his, his room set up perfectly, you know, we had a blacked out white noise and all that. So I think that really helped the sleeping stage. And I think around six months with both of my kids, I do have a sleep consultant that has helped us for the last four and a half years. Because again, with anything, if you don't know what you're talking about, if you're not an expert, like there's so many people that can offer you support and sleep deprivation is used as a form of torture for like Mm. a reason, right? Mm. (laughs) It is so so tough. And I know for myself, if I don't get good sleep, I'm really, I'm not 
the nicest person. I can't function the way I want to. It's still going to happen and I and I definitely am more okay with broken sleep now on the odd occasion. But I think having the tools, having the knowledge, yeah, my kids have all slept in their rooms. I have tried to co-sleep on occasion. Um, just doesn't work for us, but absolutely no judgment on anyone with how they decide to, you know, bring sleep and structure sleep in their day-to-day life. But I, like my human nature is that I thrive off routines myself. So that was always going to be the way I um, raise my kids from, you know, the time they eat, when they have their naps, what time put down is when we start bath time. I'm just a a routine person. So Mm. um, yeah, I definitely would recommend knowledge. Knowledge is power. Have a support person, an expert, because we just found my hubby and I, you know, if we had a plan, if we've got a plan, we are like 100% in, we're like, we're going to stick to this. And it meant that he felt empowered around sleep too, that, you know, we had a plan and he could actually, you know, we could take turns so he could support me and and I could have a full night's sleep every so often um, in those early days. That sleep is so important, isn't it? Because yeah, it's good. It's just horrendous what it does to you and in those early days that fog is so thick and yeah so and I think you know everyone's approach is so different and I think that that's what's so important as well is to honour what's going to work for you and your family you know I like I definitely know I'm not a huge routine person but I studied a lot on George's star sign before when she was first born and you know she actually well it's from a star sign perspective, it really thrives on routine. And obviously I know, you know, from research, the babies thrive on routine as well. So for me, it was like, it was actually a really beautiful learning for me as well to get quite diligent with routine and and figure out what works. And yeah, I definitely agree when it comes to sleep, like that routine has helped so much because it's almost just those, it's those cues for them. You know, they're not overwhelmed by something new. They know what's almost coming Absolutely. next. Yeah, it's a whole like sleep promotes sleep. That's what my husband, he'll throw that at me. He's like sleep promotes sleep. Like he's got these go-to one-liners. <laughs> yeah, my husband says that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why won't they go to sleep? And, and saying that, you know, from December, the end of last year to probably March this year, both kids were having it was a tag team situation oh, where Max was getting out of his bed and he went through a bit of a stage of um, like he was talking about dead people and I felt like we had presence in our home um, and I actually, yeah, had to smudge the place a fair bit because I'm like someone, the previous owners, um, their, her husband did pass away. So I kind of thought, oh, something, is he like having this little moment where he's seeing things and I didn't want to belittle what he was experiencing. So, yeah, we had we had three months of um of nightly visits and L, yeah, just it changes, right? It changes it all the time. I feel like until, yeah, you'll have a few months and then things happen and, again, mm. it's meeting it with, okay, this too shall pass. This is just a stage. This isn't forever. Um, how can I support myself through this and support them? And if that means, you know, asking for help, I think it's always a massive one to get some space for yourself or to get, you know, granddad or grandma to take the kids out so you can get a nap on the weekend there's always choices. Yes, it's so true. My friend always, she's got um, three kids, but her oldest is seven. She always jokes to me and says, don't worry, babe, they'll sleep by the time they're seven. <laughs> um, Honestly, I know. Like, she's like, seriously, just do what you need to do now. Like, you know, they'll get to school and they'll sleep through the night. So don't yeah. like, and it's so true because you get into like, a really good rhythm and then something changes you know it's teeth or it's like you know we we're going through a stage where Georgia was wanting to just drink bottles to go to bed which she does have a bottle every night which I'm fine with but she was wanting a lot and so then I was waking up with her you know wetting through the bed and it was just like I just need to surrender to this right now because yeah. at least gets her to sleep and then I can oh, deal yes. with it at midnight when the na- when the bed's wet. <laughs> do with that if you know I'll get what sleep I can now and so yeah it's just this constant act of surrender isn't it and just you know I think that's definitely been a really beautiful learning for me is yeah letting go of that control and just surrendering but I guess I'd love to really know you know you're obviously you're a working mum and so how have you found juggling the demands of your business as well as the demands and the needs of, of your babes Yeah, this is an interesting one. At the moment, I'm in a headspace of, I felt like I had a lot of, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself six, 12 months ago. And, you know, with this online space, it never switches off. So being pregnant with Elle, having Elle and having all those struggles, I was still on in this space and I was still, you know, trying to build it up. But I suppose now, like I lean on 
daycare. Praise the Lord. Praise be daycare. Daycare carers, honestly, they just do not get enough credit. We've got an amazing centre. So that that's like my key supporter, I suppose, with juggling work. And I just really make it a priority that I get everything done on the days I need to. And the days that the kids are with me, I'm 100% not in work mode. I'm with them. I'm present. And I've actually, this month again was another on, on the top of my list was to really sit down, look at what I was doing business-wise, having a plan of what I want it to look like. How is it best going to serve me and serve, you know, the life that I want to live and how can I make that happen? So, you know, setting up a whole lot of boundaries um, around work, which I thought I was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's fine. Work doesn't stress me out. But really, I think I was holding on, like I was holding it in. I'm like, hey, hang on a minute. When I, if I break this down and I look at this honestly, this could run a whole lot better for me, for my family. So the juggle is real and I feel like I was one of those mums that used to say, you know, the juggle and the struggle, but now I kind of look at it as they are this small for not that long and if it came push to shove, like they are my priority, I suppose. But I have been going through periods where I will say, okay, I know the next three months, like now I'm I'm three months into some study that I'm doing. So it's meant a little bit more push on the family side, but this is giving back to myself. And I know that in two weeks' time, more space is going to open up. So I think just having setting um, realistic expectations yeah, um, definitely. You know, for yourself and when you're starting to peak and you're like, why, why do I feel like the world is on top of me right now? You know, journal it out, write everything down. Like I really love to worry, journal and write like a life bubble exercise almost like write down a, a, a header for each area of your life what are all the issues what are the pros and cons in each and then you know what can I take off my plate what can I fix where are the solutions and, and just start breaking it down that way I suppose a few years ago I would have got caught up in my head and just again the anger and resentment would have come in like oh, I want to work but I can't and you know whereas now it's like oh okay well that's getting hard but what can I do about it can I take it yes. off my plate? Can I change it? Can I postpone it? Like options, choices, opportunities, change, like just lean into it and be open to it, I suppose. Um, but I know I'm also in a privileged position to have my own business, to run it from home. That's been my dream. Like three, oh, well, I've been working for myself for seven years, but it's always been the goal with with a young family. I'm like, I want flexibility. I want to be able to be there for my kids, take time off if they're sick, to look after them and yeah I feel like I've I've got it I've got it pretty sorted at the moment I'm pretty proud of what I've been able to create and um so that it um you know can financially contribute but I'm also doing work that I love and I'm taking care of myself at the same time I'm definitely not buying into the the burnout culture of running myself into the ground I'm very conscious of checking in with myself seeing how I'm feeling what do I need because again I can't be the person online that I want to be to help people. I can't be the mum I want to be, can't be the wife or friend I want to be if I'm like just give, give, giving in the wrong areas. So it's constantly just checking in and, and seeing where you're at. Yeah, that is such incredible advice, I think. And yeah, definitely with setting the boundaries, I think that's like so yeah. important, isn't it? Do you know it? what? You actually inspired me on that with your emails saying that you only reply on oh, days. And I was like, yeah. uh, I think that that must have been back in June and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting concept. And then when I'm listing out my new boundaries just last week, I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm only replying to emails two days yeah. a week because my business actually allows me to do that. I haven't put that rule in place, but now it is. Yes. So, oh, I love that. Go. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, do you know, it is so funny how many people have said that to me, but that yeah. was honestly one of the most empowering things that I did because when I first had Georgia, you know, my business was kind of just starting to flourish. Like things were really happening, good opportunities were coming. And I felt so much pressure, which I completely placed on myself to keep the business as it was and, you know, to be doing the content and all the podcast episodes and everything as I was while also trying to be like, hey, I'm a new yeah. mum. Like I literally just had a baby. Like I remember, you know, the first week, like being on emails and just yes. like I look back at it now and I'm so sad at for my new mum self, the pressure I placed on her. And I remember doing that email, like setting that up. And I felt so empowered because I was like, I've just taken full control. Like people cannot, you know, if they want to follow up, then that's their choice, you know, yes. unless it's yes. on a work day. 
you know, and it, yeah, I'm really glad that you, you've taken that on because yeah. it was honestly, it was such a beautiful boundary for me to put in place. And I, I think all of those little tactics, they just give us so much more space and almost gave me more clarity as well to, you know, oh. when I not have to just be on this demand, this hamster wheel of like producing and replying to people. And, you know, especially I came from a corporate background, which was so reactive and I had to really unlearn a lot of that, you know, and we can make our own rules. That's why we work for ourselves. (laughs) And I mean, that's it. I mean, we know that like in the external world, it is an expectation that you get replies quickly because again, digital fast pace and all that. But you know what? I'm not buying into that. This is how mm-hmm. I want mine to look like. And you know, Absolutely. in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm off. I'm off in a forest, going for a walk. Like, going into my space. This is this is my time. If it's urgent, you know, give me a call. But it's that whole totally. like, um, you know, if you're on and you're looking, you can be. Um, I've shared this on my Instagram before. Like, how often have you been hanging out with your daughter or your children, and you your email pings and you have a look and you're like, oh, it's the account. Oh, they need this from me. Oh, they're questioning this, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap crap, crap, I've got to do that, I've got to do that, when really you can do it tomorrow. It doesn't need to happen now, but instead it set your mind on this flurry of worrying about a future event when really, and then, you know, it's taking you away from the present moment. And that's something I'm really working hard on all the time is trying to be present and not letting things bring me into the the future because we're so, you know, always um, intertwined in our past and our future thoughts. It takes away from what's happening in front of us and once right now is gone like it's gone you've missed it's it, forever, you know? isn't it yeah it's um, so true so yeah and it's like that's if someone needs you they can call you it's a, definitely if it's an emergency you know you've got your phone so mm-hmm. um love the boundaries love love yeah love. <laughs> no I think that yeah they're so important and I yeah I've definitely felt a lot of empowerment and yeah just being able to be more present with Georgia you know I know that everyone knows what my work days are now if they email me the important people have my, my number. They can call yeah. me if it's urgent or text me. Yes. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it gives you so much more space to just be when you are yeah. being a mum and not that pressure of like juggling it all. I don't feel like I'm juggling it all now because it's like, yeah. well, work's work and mum life's mum life and exactly. mum life always takes priority. So yep. yeah. Oh, Courtney, I've loved chatting to you so much. I could seriously, we could do this for another couple of hours. You are so amazing. Um, And I just resonate so much with the way you parent and and I guess also just your personal growth journey as well and the work that you're doing. So thank you so much for being so open and honest with all of that. Do you have a piece of advice that you would like to leave with the guess either the best piece of advice you've been given or something that you've just kind of learned yourself along the journey? This too shall pass was my go-to and still is. Know that whatever you're facing right now is it's the present moment, you know, mm-hmm. the next hour, tonight, tomorrow, it's going to be different. So as much as you can, you know, just bring yourself back into it, accept it for what it is. This too shall pass, accept surrender and if you can especially for the mamas you know just coming into motherhood um, I've had a few lately message me you know asking about journaling and all that I do absolutely encourage you to just start carving out little bits of time for yourself because it's probably the one thing that second time around I didn't do and I really did get myself to a point where it was like this turning point of if I don't start making time and honoring myself now I'm going to completely lose myself in motherhood Mm -hmm. and not know who I am or know even how to come back to myself. Um, So, yeah, this too shall pass and just self-compassion for yourself, make time for yourself and and know that, um, yeah, no two days are the same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, I've absolutely loved this chat and I know um, all of the listeners will get so much out of it. So thank you for all your wisdom. Oh, thank you for having me. It's it's always nice to speak to other people, you know, on their journeys and that I just love speaking to anyone undergoing any self-development, self-reflection because it's it's in, interesting to see what other people are discovering about themselves mm. and it's just that vulnerability and that connection and I just get so pumped up knowing that other women are exploring this kind of stuff about themselves because it's only going to make us better humans, better mothers, um, all of the above. And yeah, it's lovely to connect and chat to others in the same, same boat. So thank you so much for having me. 
No, thank you. I have loved it. And I, yeah, I totally agree with what you said there. And it's like, every time we're doing that work on ourselves, like even if it's just a five minutes of journaling, like you're actually unlocking so much new wisdom and knowledge inside yourself, which you're able to then take onto your family. Like we're, everyone is making an impact if you are creating that time, you know, to, to grow. So it doesn't mean you have to have a online presence or anything like just by doing that and and bringing that to your children you're you're creating change positive change so yes yeah oh thank you so much awesome thank you thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review for any products mentioned in today's show please check the show notes below and hit the direct links if you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.